As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Facial Recognition <laughs> Comedy Podcast. I'm Pallavi. I'm Zara. And I'm Fizza. And Hi. our guest today is Janine. Hi. Hey, Janine. Hey. Janine Welcome. is you. a singer with Atlantic Records, and she's killing it. <laughs> she's going to pop off like, uh, real soon. Guys. I yeah. think she's popping off right now. I think this is the process of yeah. popping off. Yeah. I like this. Yes. This, is a good way yeah. to, this is a good way to stop my day. Just yeah. keep yeah. it coming. This is great. Thank you for making time in your really busy schedule. Oh, thank you. Yeah. On our podcast. No, I was really excited. I, I love what you guys do. So I was like really happy to be a part of it. Yeah. You uh, came to a show, so it's not just all lip service. Like you, you Yeah, no, genuinely. I, I love it. It. I love it and I especially yeah I love seeing especially like woman comedians killing it and like I love what you guys are doing with the facial recognition and everything I think it's yeah. super cool yeah because you so I met you through Preacher who's a comedian yes. and so you've been like really you know like a lot of the like comedy situation in LA yeah I you've love been, it like all over <laughs> it's so funny yeah for someone that's not in comedy because I've just been to like hundreds of like comedy shows over the last couple of years but um, you've also been to the open mics and stuff too so you see you see <laughs> she, the process she did an open mic she got up at Hooters really I've done a couple I did oh, one like awesome. I did Madhouse and then did, oh, it wasn't did? by choice preacher put my name in a bucket and then I was like <laughs> oh my I, god but I actually really liked it and, it, and it's really cool because you get like a whole new yeah I mean it's funny because I'll, be like, I'll be on stage but doing comedy is, is like a whole nother do you think it's helped game. you the few times you've been on stage you think it's helped you in, in singing and your yeah. other performance actually yeah I do think I think um, a lot of people that struggle with like any kind of insecurities or confidence should just get up and do stand up it just throws you it's the same thing I did an improv class like last year just because I was like you know what I just want to put myself in situations where I'm uncomfortable and then see how it makes you feel. I mean, so that's why we do comedy. Just <laughs> feel uncomfortable. We, we just like feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, we just want to feel something. What is happiness? Yeah. That's all we want. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what improv class? Is it working do? yet, guys? Um, I did the I did no. like a I did the Groundlings audition. Oh, cool! I got through. I didn't oh, do it, what? but I got that's through. Awesome. I was happy. That's so. I cool. think everyone gets through. They just want great your money, at everything. They just no, make, I'm not. They want to make sure you're not a psychopath. <laughs> well, what happened is I feel like a few years ago I went to one like a like a free one in North Hollywood or whatever, and I was like, I didn't fully apply myself yeah. like the way I should. I was kind of like, oh, I'm awkward, like everyone's different like what am I doing and I just and I, I remember like I did okay and then I just hesitated and I just bombed so bad and I hated that feeling and it was so awful that I didn't go back and I was like that's stupid if I if I didn't conquer this I should do it so I went to um improv and I was like all right this is not usually my thing but I'm gonna like sit at the front of the class and like and I was like I told myself like I would 
like volunteer for anything yeah. and I did and I had a lot of fun and then I just and everyone was very like free and that's what I love about being around like comedians um because obviously I'm around like music and yeah and I love I love musicians but a lot of time <laughs> like we take ourselves way too seriously and mm-hmm. I've always been super goofy like I've grown up around it so you know I'll just be like the awkward one making like weird comments in the corner and everyone's like just looking really cool I'll be the one smiling super hard in photos where everyone has this like really cool closed mouth look going on they have like an image to maintain <laughs> they have an image like I'll be I'm like always cheesing and then I look at the photo and everyone's got this like sexy stare going on or the guys look really cool and then I just I'm just cheesing and I was like I didn't get the memo guys <laughs> How do you, you do this? You're not allowed to smile in photos? Okay. You're just a positive, real person. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you want to show that by yourself. Super silly. Wait, so you grew up, you didn't, you have an accent, Janine. What are you, what kind of foreign are you? <laughs> I'm foreign. I'm from New Zealand. Yeah. It's kind of my accent's a bit mixed up now because people don't understand me. So well, how long have up. you been out here in LA? Um, LA for about two and a half years and then I was in New York for about like four years. Okay. So what was the journey? What made you go from New Zealand to New York to LA? Well, I um, finished university and then I was like, oh, I have no excuse for just being like, like a broke part-time working musician you know before yeah. it was like when you're in when you're studying everyone's like oh yes what do you you like, like walk up to you in like a retail store or a cafe and they're like what are you studying yeah. and then you're like oh I'm studying so they're like oh it validates this thing. So yeah. I don't know. It's so stupid. What did it's you like, study? Um, studied music. Okay. I yeah. There's no, there's no need for a music degree. Really, it was just the good thing I, about it was it made me focus on what I wanted to do for a period of like three. years. I think college is more for integrating kids into society. Yeah. And yeah. Becoming a little more independent. Make your mistakes then. Yeah. Although New Zealand is different. We don't stay on campus, so it was really like I barely went. Like I don't now. I would. Actually you didn't go to class. <laughs> I didn't go to class. I just did enough to get by. But I think it was good just immersing myself and you yeah. know having mentors and people around but basically I finished university and I was like what am I doing with life so I saved up enough money and I went to New York and I booked like six shows for a month I'd never been I was just the good thing about the internet yeah. I googled venues and lied about how many people I could pull to the thing oh because uh, with the uh, music it's like that too in the beginning yeah it's like everything's a bringer show so yeah. you're able to get stage time yeah. if you can promise a certain amount of people yeah in the it audience, wasn't right? quite as strict as you guys have like yeah. with the bringer like the actual bringer but they more just like how many can you bring and I was just lied but I happened to the first one I did, I had got residencies at this bar called Pianos in New York. and yeah. I love that bar. Yeah. So it was the first place I, I used to go played. there a lot. Yeah. So that, oh, you lived in New York? I lived in New York for like 10 years on and off. But oh, yeah, because I'm from Jersey and I lived in Hoboken and Midtown and East Village. And oh, stuff. cool. Yeah. yeah. So you know. So yeah. yeah. So that was where I had it. And I, I played my first show there. And it's actually how initially I changed my name. I had a different name. And then I, I did this. I had like my loop pedal and it got me into production because I was going over there and going to play these shows and I didn't have a band. So I was like, well, I have to make my backing tracks. And I didn't really realize that I was able to like I put all the music together for it and I was making beats. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I can actually manipulate Did you myself. learn anything about music production as part of your music <laughs> program at university? Or was this all I didn't go yourself? to the class. So I <laughs> so self-taught. I was like afterwards, I was like, why didn't I just go to class? This would be so much easier. <laughs> but no, so I ended up doing that. And I did my first show in New York and I got like mobbed with people afterwards because I didn't really quite fit a box. And the best, obviously, yeah. America is the best place for any kind of niche. They'll just, you yeah. know, like the, the niches are bigger. So um I did that and then I was like I have to move there so I ended up moving to uh going back home after that month playing those shows and then saving up and then I moved there for a year on a postgraduate visa and that's when I was just like I was super hustling I was working full-time and doing music full-time that's when I I 
Work. Were you working in music full time as well? No, no, no. Like I, record label no, I was anything? just working at a shoe store. Okay. I was working at like a Vans store. Oh my God. That's actually why we wanted you on the podcast. We want to talk about shoes. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, we'll talk about shoes. We love shoes. I love Two shoes. of us do. I don't have that many. Uh-huh. I have <laughs> so many. But, uh, uh, wait. So when did you, like going back a little bit uh, before that, when did you like first decide that you wanted to do music as a career? Like, I mean, I loved like, you know, when I was like a baby, I was like, I'm going to be a singer. Like I yeah. was that kid. I mean, there was so many other things that I wanted to do but it was just I always came back to music so. yeah was your family supportive of this dream did they put you in classes yeah they definitely didn't want me singing the music I ended up singing for sure they were definitely R&B me. fuck music <laughs> oh. can I just say uh, I've banged to Janine's music yes! before and my favorite I texted her before and I was like I'm about to bang to your music so, <laughs> she's like okay. Janine you, putting this on the playlist. you make baby making music make baby she making does music. baby makers that yeah. slow and nasty music she makes, she makes love and hip hop music <laughs> that, that you need to pull out or you're going to get pregnant music. Yeah. How many babies are going to be named Janine? That would make me so happy. Seriously, how many babies are responsible? I don't know. Yeah. That would be the most, I've definitely met a few people because I mean, I used to like have sex with people's music. Now I don't like it's some like people I now know. It's like, but now it's weird. I can't really hear their voices because I'm like, I don't want to think about you while I'm. Wouldn't it be weird if they all hit you up for child support? (laughs) Like This is your fault. You're responsible. (laughs) Janine. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah. Okay. So you. So they've always been supportive. You're. You have an older sister, Big Foss. Death yes. Foss, I love her. She's, she her. actually was in New York, so that's why that kind of gave me a good push to move there. So I was just gonna finish though. I yeah. the the. So I was working and ended up like I put out an EP when I was first working and doing music, and that was when I was like not sleeping. Like I l- literally slept zero to four hours every night for that year. Was this in New York? That was in Your New York. Hustle you know what? Yeah, you know, yeah, of like, course. You're just like it's you normal. don't sleep, you work, you drink, and then you I had do like it all over again. yeah. After I paid like my expenses, I lived off like five dollars a week, and it was just became normal. It was just that way of life. And but the thing with New York, there's so many events, you can always just you just yeah. you just slide out, get drunk, and yeah. eat food. Like you're yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. But fine. yeah. So I, and I put my when you're a pretty girl, you can do that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, look, I think I'm... You I think, got into places. No, I, yeah. look, I've never been I've never been that girl. I, especially then, I think I was like a... I feel like everyone moves to LA and gets more attractive. Like I didn't... I got prettier I'll be here, looking yeah. at photos of myself yeah. then. I was like, I look girl, jacked up. No girl, one. I had a mullet when I moved to LA. Yes! <laughs> yes! And it wasn't even my hair color, so <laughs> there was thought behind it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, at one point, I don't think I really had eyebrows. So in New York, I was looking, I was like, you know, the people are like, you look so different. It's like, yeah, because I grew eyebrows. That's the yeah. You have expressions now. Amazing. I have expressions. Yeah. Well, like LA will do that. LA will tell you everything that's physically wrong with you. And then it's <laughs> just figure out adjustment. how to fix it. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. just walk around with measuring tape. For yeah, us, pretty much. Oh my God. I went to undergrad out here and like, I feel like all the nerds were like jacked up in college. And then afterwards we were like, we can, we aren't working all the time. We can just like try to get hot I guess that's like our next thing so now there are like friends of mine that were like totally weird in college that are now bodybuilders <laughs> like I'm gonna put all that focus into veganism and lifting weights nerd bodybuilders yeah I'm about this life <laughs> where, where are they I'll, I'll message you okay, thank you <laughs> that's yeah okay so then so you hustled so yeah I was there and then I my visa ran out and I had to go back to New Zealand oh you didn't try to marry someone and stay <laughs> no actually funny enough I later I won the green card lottery but I didn't take it because it was like um, it's like some tax thing. You gotta pay double tax in both countries. So if I ever oh, move back, annoying. it's so dumb. But um, so I went back, and then I had there was a couple of a couple of other filler things that happened in the meantime. But basically, I got a TV sync on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. But, but, awesome. but during, for my song "Hold Me," and then I okay. went to that night. 
it went to the top of the charts in the US, like on the R&B charts. And that night, every major label in the States like, hit me up. So I was back in New Zealand. I was crazy Yay. broke. I was, and then I, yeah. But during, when she went back, though, you were like the whole story is that like you were like really sad. You didn't know what you were going to do. Yeah. And then like this one thing like got you uh, all these calls. Right. Yeah. Like, there was, was so many things. But I mean, like you must have been in a slump, right? Like, yeah. Oh, where was, were you mentally? Were you on your parents' couch? Like, where, yeah, I was how, back at my parents. Yeah. I was like, um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't very happy. And there was I remember those things like I got a call from my friend who was my best friend I've known since I was born she's amazing and she uh she was she just got engaged and I was her maid of honor and I was like so so happy and then I remember just being like man I'm so broke and I want to give her the best for like the best like bridal party getaway I could possibly do and I just remember I mean I would have done it without any money but I remember like that was my thought it's like I just want to be able to like yeah make I just don't want to not like be restricted by that and um and yeah, I was just. So I was you started really, a GoFundMe. For- I started a GoFundMe. <laughs> no, but it was great. I mean, like there was a lot of things. It's funny because I always feel like things always come from where you're not looking. Like if you, you absolutely, it happens because of the plans you make in a certain direction. But it will always come out of left field. Like for me, there was all these other things that I was set to do, competitions that I, you know, people had thought picked me to win and things that I was like that were going to be my way things were going to happen and if someone had told me like hey Janine you're going to get signed off Love and Hip Hop Atlanta I would have been like what are you talking about there's no way from my experience oh yeah well just yeah when was it I'll ask after oh um wait when was it yeah, when did you get signed? What yeah. year? Oh like three and a half years ago three three something years ago a while ago so 2014 it's been a while yeah and what, when was the episode of Love and Hip Hop? Um, it was 2013. It was, um, this is really sad. Where um, I watched the show, so that's really sad too. Oh, there was a, um, what's it? I've been really, watching really all the clips since Cardi B. <laughs> um, is it, is it Bambi? Bambi, yeah. It was when she had a miscarriage. They played my music. Oh. And it was really sad. Yeah. Really sad Aww. times. But it was the perfect song. But it works for me. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, God. Too that's, far. that's just Sorry, hilarious. Guys. Like, Bambi, Bambi I, hope you're exec- lo- I hope you're well. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> music exec, like, she's having uh, a miscarriage and music exec, like, but that song, though. No, yeah. The no, song, no, the song, like, is yeah. so beautiful. So yeah. it, it, like, it matched the moment. Perfectly. No, it was amazing. That I Actually, the people with, with um, MTV and yeah. Love and Hip Hop, they were just so amazing. And the people on yeah. there, it was just... You know, obviously, it's sometimes it's not uh, doesn't always have the best like representation of people, but like as a whole, the company and the way that actually off camera people are is yeah. really loving, very kind, super supportive. Like they when they song played, um, like I didn't think anything was really gonna. I, well, you knew they were gonna play it, right? yeah. So what had happened is they actually got me on a program called a different song on uh, Black Ink Crew, which is a tattoo yeah, show. I know that show. I don't watch yeah. that one, but but it did well. It did really well oh, on there. Like I refreshed and was going up like went up like thirty thousand plays yeah. in like that day, which was insane to me. And then they were like, "Oh, this went really well. We want to push it." But yeah. at the time, I was like flip flopping as to whether to do it because I thought they were just gonna use my instrumental. I had mm. no idea what was gonna happen. But then they end up. What they do is when they play it, they put like your name. And the and, and the song yeah. and then in the ad break they put like your picture up yeah. and where to find you. So I was refresh. It was so insane. I was like at home and I was like refreshing. It was going up like tens of thousands of plays. Oh my goodness! Wow. On is my that, SoundCloud, it's it was at insane. like five million or something on YouTube. Right yeah, but now, it went right? to like a million in that week, and I was yeah. just like out of. And I'd never seen those numbers, and I remember I was like, Mom, Mom, I'm blowing up. What is happening? <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, This is, must be a glitch. Like, what is happening? Yeah. And then like, yeah, I started getting emails, and it was. You know, and it's been like a journey since then. Things haven't didn't, you know, really take off the way I wanted to. And then there's yeah. been a wait. Like I finished my album two years ago and it's coming out soon. But it's like there's so many, so many ups and downs. But definitely at the time when, 
you know, I did get before right before I got signed, I was yeah. definitely in like a, a really bad place, and I just wanted to get back to the states. And from what I've what I've I've experienced is that a lot of times when I detach from an outcome, like something I wanted really, really, really bad to a point where it was like an obsession, and I just let it go. That's when it I, maybe that creates space for it to come into yeah. into my life. Yeah. yeah, that's been my experience I'd at least. Definitely, what well, I did, and I definitely believe in like you just celebrate what you want to see more of. Yeah. Definitely what you put out, you get back. So I think like having those, like detaching, but then also like being... Faking it till you make it. Yeah, faking it till you make it. But yeah. like focusing on the positive, what you do have, what you can. And like also I've learned, I always thought when I got signed, I would never rely on the label because I got signed because of the work. Like I produced the first EP myself. Yeah. I recorded it myself. I funded it myself. Everything I did myself, I did my own artwork, my videos. Like so, um, but then I did find like even I fell into that trap of like the last... Uh, like a year ago two years like I just kind of slowed down and started relying on them and listening to the promises of we're going to do this and we're going to do that and like it all fell through yeah so last year I started like picking up and then everything since then I've been on tour and all the stuff I don't even have management at the moment you did your Wait, first headlining tour recently and yes it, this, you, did you organize this tour yourself she, it all started tour? off of her booking one show oh, oh yeah so I decided um like my, I, I, I used to have management who were amazing. They're great people. We didn't always like see eye to eye on things, but they were trying to wait for me to perform until the album came out so we could really like push it. And I was just like, I was like, I need to be performing. Performing is like my main thing. Yeah. That's what I do. And Stage so time. I didn't end up performing for like nearly two years, which is just oh like, God, I was really depressed awful. about it. And it made so, me. Did you perform like at mics or something? Like how did you stay? <laughs> I did one. I went to okay. one mic last year and I'm like. And I was I I sucked so bad it was really bad um, and it was really like humbling to be like all right and then I was like okay I have to get better yeah. to and get then you started taking vocal lessons well, again, I got, right? well no I was doing vocal lessons before that and I was fine yeah. I did like just a few months of it because I was like I think no matter how good you I should always work on your craft yeah. and if there's ways to do it and I learned a lot through that process and even just like yeah just getting out there and hearing other people's opinions and stuff but um yeah I did the open mic I sucked and then I was like all right I need to get back so I booked a couple of shows in LA and we sold we sold them nearly sold them out we sold the first one out and then I was going to New York and I was like she's so humble put on like, yeah, I was at these fucking yeah. shows I was at both of the shows and the entire fucking crowd was like people were like crawling at her feet on the stage like do they had this one girl had a Janine headband and Janine Janine was like is your name Janine and she was like no this is for you <laughs> she's that humble okay, that she didn't even own, think at her own show people would wear I mean that girl made it herself so. okay in my defense there was I knew that there were other Janines coming to the show I didn't know if she wanted to advertise that she was the other Janine I don't know, <laughs> but it was it was cool on but tour. That's how humble she is. On tour, these people you're, made their own fan T-shirts, and it yeah. was the coolest thing. You're like, is that? Or is your name Janine? She's like, no, your name's Janine. Name, okay, I guess it is. Okay, but but like people like I was I was so Janine and I are like really good friends. So I was like at both shows, and these and we were like selling merch and stuff, and there was like these long ass lines, and people were, came from all these places, and they were like crying, <laughs> and they like all like knew her like the words to her songs and stuff. But those were like those were shorter shows. They were like an hour slot. Right? Right, and they weren't even there. I think well, maybe we did like forty five minutes. An yeah, hour. I think the tour was a bit longer. And then the, your headlining tour, like you, that was like your you were headlining. It was like your show. Yeah, so you got to like well the other ones were they. I mean they were my shows, but they were just like kind of throwaway shows. And then so I booked a sh what had the kind of like set it off as I booked a show in New York. Um, beginning of this year because I was okay. just going for a day so I just called up a bunch the same way I used to I just yeah. called up a bunch it's of like venues and I was like asking for yeah. spots I was like, basically can I, what we all do yeah. for spots can I play yeah. and they ended up giving yeah. me a spot it was like 7pm on a Friday at this that's uh, a prime spot and yeah yeah. and we like within I two days notice we sold I sold I mean it was it was 
was it? Like, yeah, it was sold out. It was People sold. are hungry for Janine. They were like, it was insane. It was my first experience of what the tour ended up being like. It was crazy. So I had no idea, but I was like, I'm going to be here anyway. I was like, so long as there's like a hundred people, it'll feel good. Yeah. And the, I think the capacity was like 200. They might let like 260 people in. Oh my God. What venue was this? It was at um, Baby's All Right in okay. Brooklyn. Okay. And, um, I was going to ask you, what are your fans like? They're the coolest people. Like I swear people, like, I mean, I have such a, like such a diverse fan base and yeah. they're like, all like different. It was funny. They had, um, like Pallavi was saying, they had, there were some people that flew out from my LA show. Like I had like seven people fly out from like, Whoa. they flew from New York. They flew from, they were like waiting for you to perform for so long. Yeah. Like they wanted to see, they just you. didn't want to miss it. And it's cool. Yeah. Cause when I went back out on tour and I've, I've seen the same, I've had people come to multiple shows. Like people even drove when I was on tour to different shows, wow. but I sat down with them. Um, the people that flew out, I was like, Hey, you flew all the way out here. Like let's go hang out at the park with you guys tomorrow. We'll just like chat, talk about our lives. And they were all like the most incredible people and they were like helping trying to change the world. Like and I was like, I love you guys. You guys are just so like that's what that's I sweet. I really like about Janine. It's like after every show, she like waits hours yeah. outside and like the whole line will like she'll take pictures with them, she'll talk that's to them, so she'll sweet. sign everything. She like does like live Instagram stories with them and like does that like the thing where like they can be on the screen at the same time. Like she really like yeah. you, you know like to be yeah. grateful for that. Well, I am lucky that I have great fans, but it's kinda like people people always come up and they're like, Oh, you you saved my life. But the truth is it's really like they but they save my life. I get yeah. to do what I love. Only and only because of them. Was People, it yeah. Was it surprising to know, find out or discover you have that much of an impact on your fans? I think the thing that was definitely surprising when I did the Brooklyn show was the f I mean I've had people sing along to my songs, but yeah. this was like and tour was like this too, but it was different. It was like I started singing the first word of my song. It wasn't even like my known song and they started singing the whole wow. set. Like I've got like videos and they were so loud and I was like very very moved and that basically that because of that footage and because of all of that me posting it and then I was like, oh, I got a call from the book label and my booking agent. And like a lot of the time people were like, oh, I didn't even know you wanted. It. I was like, for three years, I've been asking to go on tour. But I mean, I guess there was a breakdown of communication or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, so did they own up to their mistake of they were just like, yeah, I'm neglecting sorry, you felt you that way. Honest. I think yeah. there was a bit of like back and forth with like, oh, your old management didn't say whatever. And I was like, all right, at this point, I'm like, so long as something happens, it doesn't really matter. So long as we're moving forward, it doesn't really matter to go and blame who or what. You know, and also I definitely think regardless of what they did, I'm essentially the one to blame. If I'm not pushing, if I'm not booking my own stuff, then people that's wanna, my fault. People want to jump on a moving train these days. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You have to build your own momentum and then people yeah. will help. And, and I think you should always create yours. And I, that was my mistake for not creating that myself at one point. So, but after that, they were, I talked to my booking agency and I was like, well, I just want to go out and do some dates. Like I'll go out and I can do what I did with New York. Like I can go by yeah. myself. I could do a full band. I can do whatever setup. Do you um, have opening acts and stuff now? Um, yeah. I yeah, I just got so um, it was really important for me with with the tour. I wanted to give like local people opportunities, and yeah. I wanted to definitely make sure that the show had full diversity. Um, and so I made the which in the bay where I put so much more work on myself trying to find. In some of these smaller cities, it's very yeah. difficult to find like Local openness. Artists. And, she like, was yeah. like posting on Instagram, like if you are a musician in this city, and she like checked all. I'm sorry, I'm like telling Janine's story. Like, <laughs> you're good, you're good. This is but, such a good story. Like I'm so yeah. inspired. Oh, I know I'm it's Janine like fan. it's it's <laughs> like it's like hustle. It's the same thing that we. It's like cool to see it in a different like art form, you know, in like a different creative field. We're all out here. Yeah. You know? 
But so so you posted and people like emailed you and you like yeah. combed through it the well, day. The, <laughs> so what people don't realize is when I actually had them open, it's like I handpicked everybody. Like the yeah. booking agency was sending me a bunch of people that weren't like quite fitting for what I wanted. So I put the thing out for my fans as well. I was like, if you're my fan, if you want an opportunity to open. So um, I sent an inbox. But this is at the same – while I was on tour um, – I had like so much stuff. We've been finishing up the album, like artwork, videos. Yeah. Um, basically, I just, my, I didn't get any downtime. Like I've just been working the whole time. Like we were doing 12 hour drives and the whole time I had my laptop, like I was working. We would, or we'd have to stop at like McDonald's to charge up and then like keep going. So it was a busy time. So as much as it was, it was awesome. And I had an amazing, amazing opener in Chicago that came from that, um, who I think is going to be like very, very successful. This guy's Adam Ness. He's amazing. Oh, I saw um, that. Yeah, he's really, really, he's really good. He discovered him? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I, yeah, I don't know. You hear that, he Adam Ness, up. you owe everything <laughs> no, to no. Janine. No, no, no. He's... Were, were you the usher to, was it Justin Bieber? Was that you? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's he's great. So, but there's, I mean, there was a few people. But What's that his I name? Adam, Adam Ness. Ness. Adam Ness. Yeah, yeah. He's really, really talented. So there was a, it was cool to see, you know, to be able to pick that, but I didn't realize how much emails I was going to have to go through and how much music. And then some people are just like, Hey, so I don't actually have make music. I just want to like say, say hi. hi and <laughs> do you want to meet up or like, they'll ask, like <laughs> random, I guess so many people ask me just like random questions that I was like, you know, Google could tell you this or how do you deal with people asking to hang out? Because sometimes yeah. that, you know, comedians get that as well. Women yeah, yeah. comedians. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were saying like our demographic is mostly dudes. Uh, so <laughs> how do you handle that? Um, how do you turn a fan down because you know? But in a but in a great yeah, way. but in a nice way. way. Um, well, usually you know, usually I'm just like I'll be like because I meet everybody after my shows. Yeah. Like so, I'll just be like, hey, I'll see you after the show. Or, um, I mean, some people have been like photographers or whatever. They've been fans that end up becoming friends because I'll be like, yeah, let's yeah. do the shoot or whatever. Um, but that's still getting really, together in a professional. A professional. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Versus personal with someone well, who you don't. I guess when know. it's guys, it's kind of like easier to just be like, "Oh, sorry, I'm not like interested, or I'm in something, or you know, yeah. whatever." I don't know. I don't. I don't really get it that much. I don't know. Or you just reply. Worst case scenario is reply with a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that wasn't an answer. I don't know. Thank God for emoji. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Um, I haven't really, really thought about it. I think. Do you usually um do you travel around with security or do you have like people <laughs> around you that are intimidating so no one does like no, if no. they do think about it? No, and it's always the women that are way worse. I've oh, been yeah. I've been like so because I also have a, a very big LGBTQ community fan yeah. base so they like uh, love like the diva thing so it's usually like usually like the woman that'll go I had someone like she, she was so funny I was taking a photo with her and she like put her hand down my back and just like brushed past my butt and I was oh, like Lord. I think she did that on purpose and then right when I was leaving right when she was leaving she walked away she just grabbed like a whole oh, hand no. just like a double grab and walked up and I was so <laughs> shocked but I was like laughing she was like super tiny too yeah. she was like very and I was just like if this was a dude That's I would aggressive. be so like, I'd just be like, what do you think you're doing? But I was so shocked. And then yeah. how bold she was. I was like, almost like, I was almost like happy for her. Like, Feminism. I was just like, Go. it's when we assault back. I was, like, <laughs> I was dying laughing. But, you know, I definitely, I mean, I don't know. People usually, uh, I don't know. Mostly respect. I think I'm said, usually like, just like, thank you so much. You know, yeah. I'm not, it's all right. A lot of time it really is just like, now's not 
good timing, but that's not yeah. even a lie. Like it's just sort of like, hey, I don't have the time. And yeah, it's, it's like if I do, I have to prioritize, hey, I should call my family or I yeah. should work. But there's always work to be done. And then when, you know, like I said, I mean, I think you have time. You can fit whatever you want in your life. Yep. Timing is never an excuse, but it is what you make a priority. So it's yeah. kind of like the truth of the matter is like, it's like if I don't have time, it's like I can't prioritize you right now well you have the people you know I think it's also yeah it's also it's always been a little strange to me I know I feel like guys do this more than women do just because of like safety issues and all the other things that we have to deal with but I always I always think it's a little bit weird when like guys like hook up with their fans because it's just like it's like a strange dynamic I don't like it <laughs> I know but I think I do think when you're on stage anybody you're kind of like a it's like a teacher. This is yeah, my like personal view. I don't moment. think it's right, but I think you're in a position of power. Like if you've ever been, I'm sure you've seen it. You've looked at someone, they're like starry eyed. It's like they're drugged. Like they have this thing and they think they have to do. I mean, look, they're grown. They make their own decisions, whatever. I personally wouldn't want to hook up with a fan just because I feel like I'm in a position of power and it's a little bit weird, but also maybe because it's like, I'm also, you know, I mean, there's it's, a lot it's of also reasons, like but. a, it feels like uneven footing to like start yeah. off a relationship on. Cause like they know so much more about you and it's like, not this like and moment the, of discovery. Yeah. They don't, you know, personally know you. So the attraction is not based on something real. Exactly. It's based on the art. The I'm attracted yeah. to Janine's Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Hot for Janine's Instagram. <laughs> is my Instagram or my story? Cause they're totally different. Yeah. They're, <laughs> your story is pretty fun. <laughs> but I can understand how like a, maybe a fan would confuse that for being something uh, more grounded and real. If, you know, if if they just because I'm sure your fans really, really love you. Yeah, they do. It's just a, it's different. Yeah, from having an interpersonal relationship in person. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's just I think there's a balance. Like I, I've definitely, you know, I'm, I'm so moved by people in the way yeah. that they support me that I try to give a lot back. But then a lot of the time. Sometimes it's like that you give an inch, people try to take a mile. Or they'll be like, you know, it's like when I reply to someone and and then they're, they're like, oh, my God, thank you for your reply. And then they're just like, how's your day going? Yeah. And then they just like keep going, keep going. And then some people get mad when you don't respond. You're like, I have 500 other DM requests right now. I'm trying to just get back and say thank you or like and it's just, and yeah. it's ongoing. So I can't then then it's people like, stop being like. It's like when people like heckle and it's like, this show is not about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you give them sure. something and then they now they're like, oh, now yeah. I'm part of the show. Yeah, exactly. Going. Like, yeah. It's not funny anymore. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's your, it, was that your craziest fan slash groupie story? Someone just kind of like grabbing around? Oh, yeah. no. What is my, I've had some weird ones, but I can't really like. Are you legally not allowed to talk about <laughs> No, no, no. I, I've, I've been like lucky. I haven't had anything too, too crazy. That's but good. I think it's have, so yeah. cool that you like. I mean, I feel like you're blown up now, so you might not be able to do this. But I think it's cool that, like, while you're on the rise, you're, like, going to a park and, like, hanging out with your Like, who the fuck does that? That's awesome. <laughs> like That's I, so cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I really do hope things <laughs> things blow up. But yeah, I think this is the time. It's just, like, when I do, I mean, for me, it's sort of, like, I do my show and then I meet everybody and I greet them and I take photos. And it's, like, that might take an hour or whatever. But it's, like, I... It's it's, it's for it. me too, and it's like these yeah. people, and there's an opportunity yeah. where I might, like you said, like when it's, you know, hopefully when I'm, hopefully things really take off and I'm doing bigger venues, I'm not going to be able to do that. And like right now, because people will be like, oh, where's the VIP? I was like, I don't do VIP. I just meet yeah. everybody. It's just that you just have to wait in line. That's your only. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't like, like the idea of limiting access. my limiting my access to my fans based on money. I don't yeah. like that. Like I think even if I do VIPs, I'll make sure I always go and pick random people from the audience so that yeah. even people without money, because you know, it's yeah. kind of like. 
Uh, at your last show, there was this one really sweet fan, and she like I got the video of it. She like was so Janine has a part of her show where she like brings people up to dance with her because it's like a really fun That's song fun. and stuff. Yeah, and there was one where so she was picking people, and this one girl was already like freaking out that she was <laughs> at the show at all, <laughs> and then Janine picked her, and she like she was like crying on stage, like she couldn't like contain it. Like it was so sweet oh. to watch. It was so so awesome. So, you know, as you get as you get bigger, your career grows, your fan base is going to expand. And, you know, there's one of you and, you know, hopefully billions. Of <laughs> oh, I like this. Yeah. So how do you um, how do you take care of yourself? Because you do want to give back to your fans yeah. for all their support. And, you know, I'm sure you love your fans. But, yeah. you know, that like just even now, like even I, I don't know if you guys feel this way Paula Veen's are, but like even at sort of this point in my career, it's a little overwhelming to sort of deal yeah, with DMs. It is and overwhelming. It's hard to be an adult, first of all. So yeah. like to, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, how do you handle everything I, and, you know, your family? She also I, doesn't sleep. Don't, I, yeah, I mean, I go through phases. One of us. Yeah. But I don't, um, I don't, I definitely don't have the answers. I don't like this theory, but like, you know, is that how high ideas you can have it or you can't have it all at once. Yeah. But I do think always something gives. It's like I hadn't been to, you know, I like working out every day. I hadn't been to the gym in over a month. And yeah. like, you know, my DMs is like, I can't really get to them. I'll try. And sometimes it really is like a lot of time. I mean, I haven't even watched all the, I want to go through and I'm excited to go through all the footage. Like even Pallavi posted these videos, which I'm really excited about. But sometimes I'm like, I just want to, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to look at it or I'm yeah. like, I'm so, it is overwhelming. But um, I don't know. I think it's it's a total work in progress. And yeah. like there's something, it's always hard. It's like you have your best professional moments and then you're dealing with your worst personal, personal. moments. And that's kind of like yep. a lot of stuff I've experienced recently. <laughs> that happens every time Fizz's career is like amazing. <laughs> yes. and she has all these crazy opportunities. Yep. She has like these personal moments where she's like, this is the worst week of my life. And we're like, you just booked like all these amazing yeah. things. Well, it's okay. So you know, okay, this actually leads to a specific question. Do you feel like uh, mixed feelings with success? Because I feel like for me, I'm work. I have a lot of my own personal issues and stuff. I'm weeding out myself, yeah, yeah. but I think there's probably a piece of me that maybe doesn't feel worthy. And you know, you know, as as from a, a, an intellectual point of view, I understand what that is. Yeah, but. Um, you know, from an emotional point, it's like I do get sometimes triggered by success. Yeah. It's a little overstimulating. I think often people in all aspects of their life, like love, career, always don't realize the self-sabotage that comes from little yeah. issues. Oh, that my God. Yes. I'm constantly like facing things or attitudes I had and trying to like make them better. And I've definitely been over the last two years, I feel like. I mean, over my life, but I just definitely been confronting these moments. Or like every time I feel a certain way, I'm like, wait, why do I feel this? I try to break it down and I usually find it's something stupid. But I do also, I think where I'm from, because I'm from like the middle of nowhere and it's just like everyone just, you know, everyone's life is the same. They go to school, they go to university, they get a job, they get married, they have kids and like they buy a house and like all that stuff is. And, you know, I do want to have like some kind of balance I mean I'm not trying to like have a kid right now and stuff but I do think that there's challenges with what we all want like we want mm -hmm. this grind and it's like you know going out doing comedy till 4am every night it's not the easiest way to like have consistency with any relationships yeah. you've got to find someone else that's in that lane but then when you find someone else that's in that lane then it's like you don't see each other and then they're yeah. also it's also difficult I think it's very difficult to find people that are driven and then also interested in stability yeah. like it's a you have to or prioritize because it's, yeah. it's so difficult so I definitely scheduling. I'm always scheduling, trying scheduling. to <laughs> trying to figure things out and um I definitely 
I don't I don't have the answers and I'm really yeah. like always constantly trying to rearrange my thinking and my life to try to get it in order. But there's always I think I'm I'm happiest when there's chaos like but then I also want organization like life ends up being better like when I'm on tour and there's 500 things that I can't keep up with and I'm stressed I'm also happy about that and then I came back and I'm like I still have 500 things to do but I'm not performing every night so I've already like automatically like post tour depression like kicked in without like I mean I'm not like that's how I feel like I feel because when you're the busiest you are also the most productive yeah so your like output is like really high so your your brain functions better yeah so you're you're constantly to do yeah Yeah. you're like constantly like putting out fires you're like dealing with all these different things so you just feel like constantly like in it and like I'm exactly the same way like I get more depressed when I have like less to do yeah yeah yeah, exactly. And stage, obviously, as you guys know, because you do it. I mean, comedians, you guys are up like every night, so it's different. But I definitely think it's like a a release. And so for me doing it, I was as much as I was like dealing with a bunch of other stuff that you can never let show. That's the other thing with the entertainment is like you can't you. Well, I mean, I guess you can. I mean, same. you guys make jokes about it. I can sing about it. It's a, it's a good way to release. But I mean, it's one of those things, like I said, it's once when everything that you want starts happening, something that you didn't. I mean, I like to, I want to think that that's not the case and I don't think it's going to happen, but again, they're all lessons and they all teach yeah. you something. And, and again, you just got to keep focusing on like the positives and. Well, I feel like I've gotten better with coping with that sort of right. stuff as you know, it's happened more and more, but like initially, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy that I was just emotionally feeling just so yeah. drained and, and empty and all this external stuff, I, which is like, well, I think that's interesting because external success to me is unrelated to internal happiness. A hundred percent. I couldn't have said that better. And it's funny when you're like, cause I look at my life a lot of time and I'm like, I'm signed. I'm on tour. I'm doing everything I wanted to do. And yet this one thing in my life is like eating me up and making me depressed. And it's like, yeah. I can have all this but then if if that only that one that's thing when you got to talk to your girlfriend. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I listen to you guys say yeah. these. What What's heartbreaking for me, and I know I do the same thing, is that I listen to you guys. Like, that's why I want you to be like so happy for like all your career success, because I'm like, you guys are fucking killing it. And there is this thing that's bothering you. But like, that's like not your problem. And like, that's not an insecurity mm-hmm. you should have. And you guys are amazing. And like these like full you have these like full lives and you're talented and you're kind and all these things. And we all see it in each other. And then yeah. when it's us, we're just like, oh, I don't deserve this. Or like, why yeah. is this person treating me this way? Or why is this thing happening? Or the things we let yeah. and more so than anything, probably the things that we let go, we would never accept for like our friends or like, yeah. it's like the whole yeah. thing that they always say. We, it's like you would never talk to your friends where you talk to yourself. Yeah. Or the yeah. thoughts you have. I wouldn't even yeah. think. You know, it's like, let alone say them. I wouldn't even think the things that the I negative you say. And like, and like I said, the things that we accept. But I do think, you know, like we're on this journey and I, everything that we do makes us like level up constantly yeah. as to who we are and like trying to find ourselves and become better people as, as well as making out, you know, yeah. obviously our careers better. I think like the, this is one, I think comedy has really helped me uh, forge a lot of really strong female friendships because there aren't as many women in comedy. You kind of like have to be like tougher to like get through just yeah. all of the shit in, that happens at open there mics so and everything. Much shit. It's not just <laughs> dick jokes. It's like safety issues. It's like yeah. all these other yeah. things and like ass grabbing. grabbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like all these things. And like, I've really looked to the women in my life to like understand that and be like, like I want to protect them and they want to protect me. And like, that's really helped. And I'm sure the same is true for you. Like this year you like 
like like we became really good yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like it's been it's like been really helpful for me too. Yeah, it's been awesome because I've always like I mean I've had good like girls in my life and like you know my friend I've known since I was born she's still like close and we don't talk all the time but we might talk like every couple of months even and it still feels like I saw her yeah. yesterday but I've always been like a tomboy so I relate to guys and a lot of the stuff I'm interested in mm-hmm. so I've loved that that I formed like I do but it's just um having those like relationships with other women is like such a it's so great like I love hanging out with you and yeah. having those and I and they're kind of like those relationships that you know Never really gonna get messed up, like yeah, you know. Yeah. You're like always no one's gonna step out of line, or no one's gonna do something, or you just they're yeah. always there. And it's I think it's a, you know, I think I think always think balance is important. I think having male energy and and female energy and is really important. Yeah, balance. the yin and yang. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we do have some other interview questions though, um, because we have an R and B singer amongst us. Yeah. Um, what do you think happened to R and B? I miss it. Zara feels like it's not as popping as it used to be. In no. the, I yeah, think a, I miss it. I love R and B. I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. I, um, I've been. I don't know. It's hard for me to speak on because I think that things just like evolve in different ways. Mm-hmm. But I definitely miss like a lot of the old. I miss like Mary J. Blige and like that's what I grew up listening to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Like I'll listen to Joe and like um, Aaliyah and like a bunch of that type of stuff. But I think I mean, everything just kind of got merged into a lot of like that pop. Yeah. I think that's really it. It's just like a lot of R there's still good R&B out there. It's just not making the it's not making the charts the way like the, the kind of Chris Brown pop you know like R&B yeah. is, is going off but it is there it's just you know we're so oversaturated with music and it's you know do you feel fun. like R&B like it's being forced to collaborate with all these other genres that are yeah. topping the charts right now yeah I guess so I mean people a lot a lot of times you know it's the same way like single culture versus album culture appeared yeah. and like streaming and everything everything mm-hmm. is just kind of like quick yeah everything is meant everything want, everybody wants like that quick buck that like fast success so yeah. I think they're just like doing I mean a lot of the I've um when I worked on my album it was the first time where like the label had put me with other writers because I did everything myself and um it didn't I ended up just doing the whole thing with like a couple like my the producers I worked with and yeah. I co-produced a couple but they put me with these amazing writers but it did not work out because they were like they're like factory writers okay they come in and they're so good at what they do they write hits but that's not my yeah. you know like I'm like of course I want to write a hit right. but I want it to Connected, my whole thing with personal. music is I was like I just want you to feel something that's yeah. it I was like I just want to make people feel and I'm like if I don't feel something how do I expect other people to feel mm. it and they're just like all right this is the theme so like this is get the party started. I was like, I wouldn't say that. They're like, well, it's, you know, not all your music should be for you. And I was like, but that's what, why my fans connect with me so much because mm-hmm. I'm telling their stories and like, yeah, that's like, like with comedy, you like want to be your most true self and you want to, like you find your market or whatever through that. And people, that's people love you for you, who you are and like what you're able to say. Exactly. And it's the same thing with like being true to your art. Yeah. I'm music. not saying be like stubborn. Cause I've definitely in the past been like, it should be yeah. open. Like I added yeah. tempo to my album, like there's stuff and I enjoy it. Cause it's like, I want to have different moods. It doesn't all have to yeah. be like sad, slow, depressing or sexy music. I mean, <laughs> there can be other stuff, but so I opened up, but like I still think, it, especially at this point, it's like being true. As long as it feels right, as long as it feels like me, even yeah. if it's like a little bit, even if it's like a little bit out there just for me, like it's still yeah. me, you know. So you definitely have felt that need to kind of 
uh, have those influences in your music. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, if I listen to all to those, it. like I love like those Usher, like I love like the old Usher albums, like yeah. 8701 yeah. and like Confessions and stuff. And they're like, they all have those slow jams, but then they all have like those fun tempos. So a lot of like an older R&B music that I like has that. So it wasn't really like, oh, I'm selling myself out. It's just something that I did think I needed to be aware of. But also on stage, I was like, I do want some more tempo stuff that I can have fun yeah, I really, moving to. I really like Hold On. Because yeah. Because that's, that's the one she has, like, people come up and dance and, like, there's, like, a oh, fun, fun, like, dance break thing. And it's, like, cool. it's super fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because I didn't like it as much until I started touring it and getting people. And it was just, like, it's it's nice to have fun. You know, like, yeah. it's, at the end of the day, it's, like, I have all these serious messages and things that I feel like I need to convey. But, it, you know, sometimes you just want to, like... Well, Dance. a little bit. Have so, a little bit of fun. so, but a lot of your music is written from like personal, like relationship experience, everything. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you like, do you feel like you have to go through all these like hard times to like write? <laughs> do you feel like That's, you get writer's block? You know what? When- exactly. That's the thing is like, I feel like in a way I'm like, well, maybe, you know, maybe life is just handing me these experiences so I can write about them. Cause More it's true material. when I'm like, <laughs> when I'm happy or like everything is good, there's, I can't write you know and I do so yeah, it's interesting because we were just talking about that at our, yeah. in our last episode for me I feel like I'm funnier when I'm happier oh that's awesome yeah good for you that's, that's amazing great. yeah that's so good but I've talked to other comics and there are there you know there's a school of thought yeah, yeah. in the comedy yeah. community that way I mean like I don't know like you know if I'm dead no one wants me to come on stage and start crying yeah because I could I could do that but yeah, I guess the That's idea you were, you were talking about like that, that your material comes from hard times, but when you're performing, you're you perform better when you're happier, right? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, that makes sense. I think that there is definitely that. Of course, there's that element. Like I had a show where I really pulled it together for the show, and it was like mm-hmm. a very passionate show, so it was like it worked out okay. But generally, definitely being in a happier position like because again energy is transferred so it's like when you go out there and Mm -hmm. especially you're like super bubbly and and fun so it's like that (laughs) energy but that's something that you but you get that like you know so if if you go on and you're like hey guys it's gonna be weird like everyone you know it's not gonna it's not gonna work yeah parents name you fizza there's no way i can't be somewhat (laughs) super bubbly bubbly. it's so super i don't know you know whereas other people obviously other people's comedy they can stand up and be like man so this and that and it's what works and it's like their persona so i have a question like and this is for you too janine but Mm -hmm. also for the yeah co-pros um (laughs) how have you ever been in a position where you're upset about something and you're going on stage and you don't feel like you can talk about it because I feel like that becomes difficult. Like if I if I can't talk about what's what's happening to me in the moment. Do you mean on stage or do you mean on like stage bef- yeah. to people? Like if something like I get horrific news or something, you know, and I'm just not in a position when to be you're, able to talk about yeah. it. when you're already about to go on stage. Yeah, um, I think like if it's like an open mic or like a smaller show, I kind of like try to think of something fun. Nothing is like crazy has happened to me like right before. Um, I remember one time I made myself like right after the 2016 election, I was like super heartbroken as many yeah. of us were. Yeah. And I made myself go on stage and I got a joke out of it that I still use. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, I tend to like force, I have this weird masochistic thing where I like force myself to do comedy in all like mental states and physical conditions and like in good. all these different yeah, it's places. Great training. It's healthy. I guess it's healthy, but it's sometimes like, it's like, I mean, yeah, it's it's a job, Chill. right? So yeah. you have to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah take the test in, in the environment. Just dragging yourself out when you're depressed is like 
the hardest thing and it's the best thing for you to do to like you know get yeah. distracted get different things and yeah. obviously you're like and going on stage is like a whole nother level of that I've never regretted being on stage like yeah. I've never no matter how terrible I feel or like how if the set didn't go well I've never regretted like going out and try and being on stage I always feel I like most of the time I feel better like even if I was sort of down in the dumps yeah. I go on stage and after it's just an instant lift like yeah. I feel like yeah I was in like a yeah. head going through a moment before on tour and I was like really 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 messed up and had to pull it together to get yeah. on stage and like um and then you know when you get off stage and you meet your fans and you're just like ah it's like people clapping yeah, well for yeah. me like the cheering or singing along is like you getting big laughs you know it's that feeling where you're like oh it feels yeah and you can kind of like forget but then I also like I said I have this benefit where it's like if I break down in a song people are probably like oh she's just so moved up for you like yeah. I kind of feel like like yeah. if I just start it crying it's Okay, it's you know, like I'm, thought, which I, makes me it's not. Beautiful. It. It's beautiful. I saw this um, one. I went to Portland recently, and we were just had an open mic, and like the best set of the night or whatever gets some prize. And this one comedian, she had like lost her dad like the week before, and it was the first set she had done, and she was literally like doing all these jokes as she was like wiping like she was like crying and wiping tears out of her eyes and she was killing it was like the one of the best sets I've ever seen I was like this is amazing so it can happen yeah. like that too I've seen both happen but you sure. gotta be funny yeah I've, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I've seen it I've seen both happen for sure and I, I think I've done it for myself too where like I just address what's going on in my life yeah, yeah. and I've had like you know great reception and then there's other times where like I just do whatever my type 5 or type 10 is if I find out some horrible news beforehand and like that it and it works because you you always have, you know, like you always reliable. have your reliable content to go back on. Yeah. But like you never feel like I but never feel good when I'm like faking it. on Yeah. Stage, I, I don't feel know? as present. And for me, that's a exactly. big component of my. Exactly. Act, but I then at like. the same time, if you have like this horrible information or something that's affecting you like for me I always need time to break it down and turn it into jokes yeah. sometimes yeah. it takes you know? a, it takes a minute sometimes. yeah sometimes you can say like one they like can think of like one yeah. or two small I mean that girl's yeah. my hero she cried on stage and still killed like, yeah she, oh, she was amazing it's like it What's was one name? of those I forget I have to I added her on Facebook yeah. a while ago but I have to but she uh, I'll call shout her on the next podcast yeah but she like she gave me like goosebumps yeah. <laughs> I was like I got goosebumps when you I know told us that. it's like it yeah. was one of it was yeah. one of the most beautiful moments I've seen and it was just at like this bar, this open mic, and she was yeah. just—it was just amazing. What's the craziest news you've gotten before going on a like get doing a set? That just like you know you would have preferred not to do the set and preferred to like go and process that information. Mine was um, moments before I went on stage, like literally minutes. Uh, a guy I was dating at the time texted me that he had cheated. He's like, "Oh, I fucked up," and I was like. I'm about to go on stage. Like, so I went to the bathroom, I, I cried a bit. And then like I did, I fell back on my, you know, my tight yeah, 10, but like, I wasn't present. Like yeah, I was, yeah. I, and now going back, I would have, I would have talked about it. Also, if you're not an entertainer and you're dating an entertainer, just fucking like tell us after the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he's an entertainer. Yeah. So really had no, no I was going to say guys just don't. Uh, he's yeah. just a fucked just up ask, person. Ask what we have going on that night. Tell I us had, later. I are, had you, are you sitting down? Yeah. Are, I, are you not going to stand? Be doing standing. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I had to. The one of them. The are worst you on stage? was my. Um, was actually my final university like performance. Um, yeah. the, I was meant to do it that day, and my I was super close to my nana, and she passed away, Aww. and that was like very, very, very hard. And then so they managed to let me. I was talking to my. I nearly didn't do it. Like I, they pushed me to the next day, but I was still like 
you know, I'd just been late. I found, and I went when she, like, you know, I stayed with her body, like stuff. It was very, like, a, it was really, it was really tough. But I, again, I was like, singer. So I was crying, yeah. <laughs> trying to like not hold, like hold it down. And it ended up being like, I think I got like the highest score I've ever gotten, which might've been a pity score, but it worked. worked. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I've been like broken up with like deleted off everything right before going on stage as well. Mm. And I was just like, why couldn't you just <laughs> like, and I, and I know it's like the intention's not there, but it's just like, this. it's just like those relationship stuff mess you up. But like I, in the past, I probably would have talked about it more, but now I kind of, I'm a little bit more, um, like I don't, I don't private. Like, yeah, I'm definitely the older I get, getting more private with. Yeah, and also like your fan base and stuff is growing, so it's like you want to keep stuff close to you because. Yeah, I've seen like it's kind of cool like watching your friends like get famous and stuff and like get all of the, have all their dreams come true and it, it's like so exciting and so encouraging. But you notice that when people like really pop off when they get like really famous, it almost feels like they have fewer friends, like real friends. Yeah, um, and. Like that's like a cliche or whatever, but I've seen people, it happen. People aren't really getting to know you, and they ask yeah. for stuff, and like, and yeah. so there's like this line that you want to have of like, this is my private life. I let the people that are close to me know about all the things that they need to know about, and then everybody else, like, you know, like I'm here to to entertain you, to like, you know, show you these experiences, but I'm, there's like a line there. I definitely feel like I'm glad in a way that things have taken. I mean, I have to say that now because I can't change it, but I'm glad <laughs> things have taken so long. Cause I remember even when I first got signed which I didn't have the fan base I have now. Um, and it's still, obviously it's still small. Like I'm, uh, nobody knows me yet, but like, um, you're a star, Aww. you're a headliner, yes. you're a touring, I'm headliner. a touring headliner, but, but I remember that feeling yeah, of initially happening where people around you do like, I got a big check for the first time yeah. and then like, the money becomes weird with some people and then just like people kind of all of a sudden are interested in you because they think you're popping off. And like, because I didn't pop off, it kind of like allowed me to take my time to like figure out of the people who are genuine. Yeah, who are and like I said, friends. now I've taken, it's taken, yeah, so it's like been such a slow famous. build, but being around someone that just like took off in such a hurry, it's like, I, cause I just remember that feeling of even then. And I was nobody being like, who can I trust? what's happening and there's yeah. all these changes and your whole world has changed. Even the view you have on yourself starts to change because of people, the way people are treating you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I feel like now I'm ready and I'm at an age where like I would have loved this to have happened earlier, but I definitely feel like I'm personally ready and I have a good enough, you know, I have like, I have great people around me. So I'm like, I can, I have good enough judge of character moving forward and like, yeah, I'll be I, okay. I feel like this, like this is the thing that I've noticed. I, I feel like, People are really like, like they want to get like famous or like rich really quickly. And I have started to feel more grateful for being like older, like you were saying, because yeah. I was like before any of that, like hopefully good things will happen for us and stuff. But before if that happens, before it does, I just want to like get all my therapy out of the way. Like I want to be I want to be a good person before anything happens, because yeah. it's so if people just let you treat them like shit because you're like famous or funny or like a talented singer and stuff you're never gonna know like that you're a shitty person I'm so glad <laughs> I mean you know I don't I mean? think I've ever been like a I don't think I've ever been like I've never taken advantage of people like I've definitely seen that in people like where they'll like but, there, some, but I do think I just think insecurities that we have or yeah, things we've been through in our past would have definitely like kicked up at some point and I wouldn't have been able to like if I was younger and I got it I just wouldn't have taken the time to like you know, self-analyze. And, and I, I have, I have things. friends that are like moving and I'm like, 
are you sure you don't want to go to therapy now? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like I think they're amazing. I think they're great and stuff. But I, and I can see them like becoming really successful and becoming really famous. And I'm like, I just want you to feel like solid now in all yeah. aspects of your life. I, I'm in therapy twice a week, and it's still a struggle. <sighs> it's the best. It's though. still. <laughs> but I, I don't to do think it. that therapy yeah. should stop. You know, no, no, like it should keep going. Yeah. But I mean, like you should reach a certain level of stability and self awareness and growth before like all this stuff happens because you're not going to prioritize it. It helps. It, it helps. Yeah. You know, like that's why so many people ex- implode yeah I mean you, like it, you're you guys tricky. are all around comics that like you feel like all right maybe you you would have you would have responded well to therapy five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I just want like the foundation, the yeah. best yeah. for them. And I want them to yeah. feel like they like, cause yeah, it's so much pressure and it's so much, so many things coming at you and people asking you for stuff and you should be centered and feel like you're, you know, you, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I definitely think that's the thing. And especially even in friendships and any kind of relationships is like, you can only work on yourself so far or you can only, you know, and, then at the end of the day, it's like people around or your friends or whatever. Sometimes they need to do a little bit of work to meet you, yeah. you know, where yeah. you're at. And then it is really like everybody needs to take that time to figure themselves out. Because you can't if you're not good within yourself, you can't be good with other people. And that's friends. That's relationships. That's, that's you know, that's, and it is an ongoing. It's like work. I, I say your mind is like it's like your body. It's like you can't just get in shape and then stop working out and yeah. think you're going to keep in shape. Your mind yeah. is the same yeah. way. you got to. It's like a constant Daily, you got to be like working on yourself. You got to be looking at things and you got to be like, tr- and it, when things suck, you got to try to find positive thinking or force yourself out or at least just accept, okay, this sucks right now. I'm going to give myself a little bit of time find, to be like, this sucks and then move. Find coping forward. skills so that when it does suck, you like know how to deal with it. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I think all creative people um, feel, I mean, the way, the, the reason we're good at what we do is like you guys are very, you know, like analytical or you can see things and like, I, you know, we feel things more intensely than other people which is how we're able to articulate things that people average you know like people who aren't as creative will never can't do and then they're like oh my god you just said my life or oh how did you do that you connected it's because we feel it so hard but with that you know with great power comes great responsibility (laughs) but you do feel it you feel it like and you can get we're definitely I don't like it I don't like being like empathetic like I don't want to feel all these things sometimes I'm like I feel that too but then at the end of the day that's what makes you great but you also have to deal with I do think most creative people and artists are prone to depression something (laughs) to so so when I was in therapy in San Francisco and I was going to move down to LA and I knew that I wanted to do comedy when I (laughs) moved down here my uh, therapist was like you have the mind of a nerd but the emotions of a creative person <laughs> you need to you need to stop dating nerds and date a creative person so I moved down here and I was just swiping right on comics not knowing what Uh-oh. the scene was like Uh-oh. and then Uh-oh. and then no. she was like you should date a com-. my therapist told me to date a comedian which is you need why to fire I, know, I have a different therapist now <laughs> date, date a DJ or a singer alright sorry okay. no don't date anyone I told I told Janine I was like so yo good. hook me up with your like R&B singer friend oh and she gosh. was like they're worse yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no yeah. there's good people obviously there's good yeah, people yeah, yeah. in every in every field it's just mm-hmm. um it is it's really difficult like i said the hardest thing is finding people who are really driven which we find attractive and also and understand what we're doing and then are still available loyal available yeah, and the like emotionally yeah. as well as physically what i think like a lot of uh the reason everybody's like saying that like dating in LA sucks and stuff is because there are so many people here who are chasing these in unstable dreams, these unstable uh, career dreams. paths. 
Yeah, but it's but it's like for me, it's like I feel like if you schedule things correctly, if you like work on yourself, you can always make interpersonal that's interactions. The that's the nerd in you talking. <laughs> no, I know it is. I know it is. But I, I really believe that anybody can learn any skill set, and like human interaction is a skill set you can learn. I know that's very robotic to say. No, it's but true. like I think it's true, and I think a lot of people think that it's their career and like nothing else. Like they prioritize their career over everything, which is fine. Fucking go do that. You're on your own in this life. You want to be stable. You want to like chase your dreams. That's great. But also know that there is like room for you to like have empathy and like develop friendships and have relationships. And it's like you just need an understanding and communication. But, and yeah. stuff. but sometimes that takes some personal work. Right. Yeah. That, not, exactly. that a person might not be willing to do. Yeah. Right? I had a moment when that happened. So right. It was before I got signed, but I was living in New York and I was going through a bunch of stuff and I was again crazy broke. And there was people trying. There was just a, a lot of bad stuff that happened. And I um. But I'd come out of also come out of like a five year relationship with someone who was actually a really great person that was involved in my music and everything. And they 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 were great. But I just I wasn't I wasn't ready. There. I wasn't in it. So I remember and they helped me and they would like we we used to talk about like, oh, if I get p- posted on Billboard and Complex, which is how the sync ended up happening because it was on blocks. Yeah. But it got, I remember like I came out of my room on the like day it, my EP released and it was like on complex and billboard and vibe magazine and like and wow. i was like oh my god i'm like jumping around in the living room by myself and i jumped around for like 30 seconds and then i was like and then there was like i just felt sad i was like there's nobody to share this moment with and the one person like at the time that i was the closest to that it helped i couldn't talk to like we weren't yeah. talking so i was like i just remember that feeling of and i i hadn't been keeping up with people in new zealand and i when i first moved to new york i'd kind of got involved with some people that weren't like didn't really have my best interest at heart, you know, and at the time and I was just, I was just, I was really broken. And then that happened and I just, um, yeah. So anyway, that was the biggest reminder and I'm glad that it happened and it happened like early four or four years, four or five years ago, because I remember that feeling and I was like, you know what? Nothing means anything unless you have good people to share it with. Yeah. And I learned mm-hmm. that lesson. And so my whole thing is like, as much as I'm always career forward, I'm like, I realize you've got to keep good people around you because celebrating alone is not celebrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like if you find like relationship wise or whatever, if you like find the right person, they're going to find a way to like help you with your career yeah. and like not inhibit you and like get like help you with opportunities and stuff. And like you in, in an equal way, like so that you're yeah. both like like inspiring each other yeah. and, and moving each other forward. Yeah. You can celebrate alone, too. I didn't mean that. Like you can have the best. I've had the best celebrations by myself. But if you are lacking someone to like, you know, express, you want to have that party, you want to have that crew that like, you know, yeah. build sometimes, you yeah, up sometimes when you get good news, you want to share it with someone yeah. who, who you care about. Exactly. And it's that thing. It's like you can share it with anyone random, but like having those those core people and those yeah. strong relationships in your yeah. life and that you you know, that is, you know, are genuinely happy for you. Those or you could go to the bar and share with strangers and yeah. everyone's happy for you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's happy because of vodka. Of course. <laughs> I thought that was celebrating. Yeah. All right. So, oh, okay. So we have this segment we call their favorite Desi celebrity. Favorite what? Desi. So Desi so is explain South Desi. Asian people. So it's people from Pakistan, Afghanistan, India, brown people from Asia, basically. Okay. So it's that's Desi um, is a term uh, that means like from home. Desh means like home. So okay. Desi means from home. So that's what we all call ourselves. So we, I don't ha- like it encompasses India, Pakistan and everything. South okay. Asia. So, so who do you have like a favorite Desi brown celebrity? Um, there's like. So just uh, there's like Russell Peters. I was going to say, I was, I was going to say Russell Peters, but then I was trying to think 
There's also Riz Ahmed, who's my, oh my favorite God. celebrity Yo, right have now. Have you seen him Amazing. rap? He, oh yeah, he was a he was a rapper before he popped off in acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd probably go with yeah, Russell. Russell, Russell, yeah. Because do you? But that do you, was my first thought. But then I was also like, oh no, you know when you like think of someone, I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah. D- did you like you used to watch the specials and stuff when they yeah, came out? Yeah. Back in actually funny because I was another like you know I'd watch like major specials, but I was not obviously now my knowledge of comedy is a lot more extensive than it yeah. was. But yeah, I used to watch him like way, way back. And That's I thought it was really funny. I loved like his accents. <laughs> like when he'd do it. Yeah. I, like it was just like so funny. Shout out really to good. Russell. We want you on our podcast. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Russell, come on the podcast. Uncle Russell. I feel like he's so he's so cool. He just seems like super he's, cool. I feel like he'd be down. Yeah, I yeah. know. Like we, he we would met him and he's hairdresser. Like super super sweet. What? <laughs> I said I know his hairdresser. She oh really? <laughs> she was talking about him. So apparently he's really, really lovely. Janine gets her hair done by the same person that does Russell Peterson. Oh wow. That's why it looks the way it looks amazing. Next, it's he's amazing. gonna come on the show. He's gonna have this gorgeous wig. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's awesome. So, do you have any questions for us? We so we like we're trying to educate people about Desi culture and stuff. And yeah. we, I think you heard the end of the last podcast we recorded. So, like, we're trying to see if anybody has like questions that they would normally be embarrassed about. That this like this is a safe space to ask questions. I feel like I've asked. This is the August hot pot. I feel like I've asked you probably old questions. But I don't feel like there's anything that I'd like. Um, I don't feel like there's anything that I want to know that I'd be like embarrassed to ask. Is there like, are there things that people assume about like New Zealand, New Zealanders, Kiwis? <laughs> um, what did you call yeah. her? A Kiwi? Kiwi. Am what? I allowed to say Kiwi? Is that yeah, a thing? Ki- yeah, Kiwi's fine. Okay. People ask us that. It's like derogatory. Goddamn like, yeah. Kiwis. <laughs> oh my God. Someone please educate me on this. I didn't know people that's from New a Zealand. Term. Ki- Kiwi is our, we get called Kiwis, but it's our national bird. But the funny thing, it's beautiful. It's really great. But it's also, um, like endangered but it's also flightless and blind I was like why are we using this because <laughs> you'll never leave that island that's how humble that's how humble New Zealand is we're so humble like New Zealand uh-huh. it's actually funny coming from that culture is like we are very like you can't stand out you can't say you're good at anything like if you're the best at something you're like oh I'm alright and if you're really good at something you're like I suck that's how yeah. and if anyone says anything else you're like I totally see down. that you're way more humble than you should be oh. like there's no reason why you well, should think, be no but humble. I've definitely no I think I've, I've worked to really come out of my yeah. shell and you know like <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I've been around people that have definitely helped like push me out of that even more so. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think I'm in a good place now. I think I have like a, but if I go back to, if I went back to New Zealand, they'd be like, you're so out there. <laughs> but that, I was like, this is so fitting that New Zealand, Australia is different. So we don't like being mixed up with Australians. Yeah. That's the only thing you need to know. Don't call New Zealanders Australians because like the, some things in culture are the same, but then a lot of our, a lot of our beliefs or like, this system is different. It's kind of like Canada and America. This yeah. is back, back, back to Pakistan, to, India. Yeah. Again, yeah, we don't like we don't we don't like being that. So but that was y- only thing. You have like water separating you guys. Yeah, we do. We, we do. just have violence separating us. Violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, man. Yeah. That's cool. So if you ever meet someone that has an accent that sounds like mine, just say New Zealanders because Australians don't care, but New oh. Zealanders care. Oh, you're like the little yeah. sibling that's like I'm my own person. Yeah, we're the shadow country. We're like the. I want to go to New Zealand so bad. Okay, I'm like obsessed with Lord of the Rings. And <laughs> you want to see some hobbits. I want Oh, that's what people do. Hobbits. No, I like but I've always like I yeah, I really want to go to New Zealand so bad. I've convinced people have like asked me questions like people have when I first moved out here, I was like, are you serious? People ask, like, they think, first off, they always think we're in Europe. And I was like, you know what, that's fine, because I don't know where a lot of countries are. <laughs> like, I remember once had, this is, this is off, this is not what I was going to say, but I once told someone, I was like, this 
dude was like, where are you from? I was like, from New Zealand. He started speaking Russian to me. Like he thought that was going to get me. I was like, no, you just look so ignorant. Like oh you look God. so, I was like, how is this? We, so there are all these different languages in Desi, like in between different Desi cultures and stuff. So I, I'll be on dating apps and people will talk like, like Hindi to me that like whatever they can just trying to, and yeah. I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. And you're like, why would you, I hate when people like assume rather than ask like, oh, you're from, like, I feel like it's. You know, like I've, I'm guilty of it, but I always think it's better just to ask. Yeah. But, or, like, um, or like they tell, they're like, oh, you're from India? Where in India? I spent 10 years in this other place. Let me tell you all about my meditation retreat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had people, so with the New Zealand stereotypes, because people will be like, oh, first thing I always say, it's like, oh, Lord of the Rings. Or they might say like, Flight of the Concords. Yeah. But I've had people actually be like, so are they like real? Like, do people live in shires? That's I've so convinced, funny. I've convinced people that we don't have roads or TVs yet. <laughs> You're spreading stereotypes. Just, well, when oh someone God. is that, like, if someone is that ignorant that they're like, like, oh, you guys, I was like, no, they we don't have to know go what. to the well to get water. Like, we don't have TV. <laughs> no, I've really just been like, I've really just been like, no, I don't know what, what like, TV. I didn't know until I came it's here. Funny. Like, we don't have the internet. Like, and people will really believe me. My dad at work tells people he rode elephants to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny messing with people, but. Yeah. So there's probably some out there, people out there that are just like. I just know New Zealand for having amazing water. Yes. Um, wine and uh, it always looks really picturesque and mountainous yeah. in Bollywood movies. So oh, yeah. that's my experience <laughs> yeah. in New Zealand. You're you're that's like true. the fantasy of Bollywood. Yeah, really. They I want to go to New Zealand. Well, they and always, wear a sari everywhere. They always, <laughs> they always do like New Zealand or like the Alps. You know, because yeah. like, in in all the Bollywood movies, like have you seen any? You've seen I've seen some, yeah. but not for a really long time. But yeah, I haven't seen any in a while. Yeah. But they have like all these like musical scenes, and the the idea is like <laughs> escapism, right? So they they get yeah. shook because a lot of people in India. Can't afford to like leave or go anywhere yeah. uh, ex- exotic. Um, so they always like film in these like really beautiful areas. And New Zealand's so like yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I always like associate it in my mind with like the beauty of like Iceland or something. Like, you know what I mean? Because it seems yeah. like this like they have island. a similar kind of. I mean, there's so many different like. I mean, it's like anything you go to a city and the city is just a city, but you yeah. just. The thing is, you only have to go like 15 minutes and you're out. You're looking at like grass and. It's, yeah, there's a bunch of different. Then where I'm from, I'm from the um, the west coast, so we have like black sand beaches and stuff. And they're like Ooh. super rugged. I gotta Google that. Yeah, yeah. We gotta go fun. when you do homecoming. Take us with you. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun. We'll be yeah. a roadies. Be we'll fun. be a roadies. We'll sell your merch. We'll do all of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. we can open for you too if oh, you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, or I'll be opening for you guys, whichever one comes first. <laughs> It'll be a great tour. Yeah. All right. So Janine, where can our fans and friends find you? They can find me on. Most things by at Janine or janineofficial.com, I and think is my website. J-A- Just search Janine, you know, that's J-A-N-I-N-E. Google Janine. J-A-N-I-N-E. At Janine. Managed to nab that. So that's wild. Awesome. Yeah. Zara's upset about that because she couldn't get Zara. There are too many Zaras. Zara's in the world. Just stop being cool online. And I definitely made me someone. My URL. I was going to say, I definitely made someone mad. That was the, you know, the label ended up. What had happened is someone had Janine from back in the day mm. and like they were inactive they just they were probably keeping it to sell it on like yeah. Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. so the label you know they talked to those the companies directly so they're like can we have that so they gave it to us and then I saw someone trying to log into Twitter for like a long time I was like oh they hate me <laughs> they're probably the Aww. first person that goes to my videos just to dislike them <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So we are facial recognition comedy on Facebook and Instagram and on t- Twitter. We're facial rec. <laughs> you went to say Tinder, didn't you? And on Tinder, <laughs> on Tinder. I'm single. So, <laughs> um, and my social media is Paula Viganalan. P A L L A V I G U N A L A N. We're gonna have like listeners spelling it with us. Yeah, know, spelling it every single time. You need to turn it. You need to turn no, into okay. a song, <laughs> right? You need to turn it into a song. Girl. <laughs> um, I'm Zara Ali. Zara is Z A H R A, and all the socials are Zara Ali Live. And I'm Fiza Dasani. That is spelled F I Z A A. Dasani is D O S A N I. Yay! Thank you so much for being. Thank you. This Yay. has been so much fun hanging Thanks, out with Janine. you guys. This, this is so great. fun. Catch us on Janine's tour when we go to New Zealand. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, Janine. Thank you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.